0: Welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras, and we're here today with my mom, Denise Harlow, talking about conflict resolution on your team. Mm-hmm. So, um, conflict happens. Oh, and
1: that sounds like a bumper sticker, actually.
0: Conflict happens. Well, it kind of is a bumper sticker. It just doesn't, <laughs> it just, doesn't say conflict. <laughs> conflict is going to happen. No one wants to to deal with it. So tell me a little bit about why you...
1: Well, you want to talk about how to deal with it today? Oh, yeah, conflict. It's not fun to talk about, uh, or actually do, I should say, um, but it can be so damaging. It's mm. disunifying to the body of Christ and churches. And we've sadly seen many churches split over sure. it. Sure. Everything
0: happens at church is a little bit even more personal. True. So, mm-hmm. of course, people are going to get their feelings hurt and things are going to happen, Miscommunication. Yeah,
1: sadly, sadly enough. So, if we as leaders don't handle it effectively, effectively and actually quickly, it it can just really uh, cause havoc at the church or especially on your team. And then people aren't as productive and the ministry isn't as productive. So it's a really important um, topic to address and learn about. Um, People learn how to resolve conflict uh, basically from their families, their homes, their environments. So some people don't know how to lead through it well. <laughs> yeah. And I would say, um,
0: <laughs> if you're a church doing it right, you probably have more <laughs> conflict because you have a lot of true immature believers who are just learning the new ways of living life with Jesus. And so, um, they don't have any past examples of conflict handled well, or, you know, and I mean, some people do, of course, but, but some really come from, um, some hard, hard stories where they've been hurt. And so they're bringing those stories into, um, our churches or organizations or non-for profits. And so of course people are going to get hurt or even not do this right. And I think if we don't handle it well, it gives people an excuse to run away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. And um, it's, it's important to handle it quickly or your team's just going to go downhill from there. So as most of you know, I'm a big believer in preventative measures uh, with everything, but especially with this conflict resolution. Um, so I'm just going to give you some preventative tips to handle it. Um, I have team meetings Or I did when I led the worship staff regularly, like weekly or every other week, just so communication is clear, over communicate, then you know who is accountable for what, what their deadlines are. Um, because it can get frustrating for one staff member or team member if they're waiting on another. So it's just extremely important to be on top of those things. And with holidays, it, give them as much information in advance as possible. So if they need to get babysitting, they can. They have to communicate with their own team members, prepare whatever. They have the chance to do that. I mean, that's not always possible, um, but you don't want them constantly scrambling. It just is not a good creative environment, church environment, and it can create a lot of bad feelings and conflicts. So um, I, those are a couple of really important tips to remember. So clear, really
0: clear, clear strong leadership, making sure that everyone is on the same page. And, and, and covering and really going out of your way to be helpful in that way. Um, you know, sending a follow up email or whatever it sounds like has been really helpful so that, you know, you're giving your team the best chance to succeed. Yeah.
1: So they have two modes of hearing it and seeing it, and then they will more likely remember it. All right. So, what else is a good preventative measure? Well, one thing I learned through some advice of other people was to have regular face-to-face one-on-one meetings with your team members, um, especially your heads of different areas. And it can be so helpful in this area of uh, have a preventative.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, there was even a season last year where we were moving and I had a baby and I just took for granted the fact that I was talking to my team members regularly um, and went a couple months without having our normal check-ins. And I did not find out all the things I needed to find out, and they didn't have a safe place to (laughs) express Mm -hmm. uh, frustrations or disappointments or... um, you know all that and so there there it was it was challenging for us as a team to figure that out because i i really just thought you know well i communicate well with them and they communicate well with me so that's enough um but no i don't think that's enough and and um i've i found it really helpful to have a so a few questions that you normally ask your team um one of them was what's frustrating you right now um mm-hmm. And that has been, that has been really helpful even to be asked that because it makes you think about things that maybe you've put to the side that you should address or fix. And it's just a helpful, helpful question anyways.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then what other question do you ask them? What's good? What are you celebrating on your team right now? Or
0: Mm -hmm. how's your energy? How's the energy of the people around you? Um, what's working? What's not? Um, it it depends on the person in the area and what they're responsible for, um, but mainly the things that are most important to me are the health of their volunteers and their leaders. So asking questions that make them think about that regularly really helps.
1: Mhm, that's good. Yeah, I those one on ones, um, I always start you know with personal catch up. Because we don't do that, and on weekends mm-hmm. very often, or have time, and so kind of catch up personally a little bit, and and then let them share, you know, that those frustrations or things they need help with, or whatever that might be, um, and then also um, things that they are celebrating, like what's going good. Oh, my team, we had this uh, songwriting night where people could just jam, and you know, and there was such a great community and we Mm -hmm. came away with a new guitar player or whatever it might be. I don't know. But otherwise you may not in a larger church, especially you may not know all those things. So definitely. And yeah. So even if you had your team, wrote your team, 10, thank you cards, that's a place you can tell your um, supervisor or your boss, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and wow, that just makes you appreciate them more and know, What they're doing so it's good um so we have to be great listeners on those safe regular times Um, and one thing i learned i had great leaders around me as well but i learned humility and taking the blame Mm -hmm. when i have let something slip by or Mm -hmm. have not communicated well Mm -hmm. with a, a maybe it's another team member or the whole team in general and I have apologized, and I say I'm sorry, guys. I, that was my fault. I take full responsibility. And that, and when they see that patterned, they will do that for their teams as well. So um, mm-hmm. that's just a great practice to have in those meetings.
0: That's great, and I think with that, um, allowing listening and and not, not taking things personally is is really really important as well. Um, being mm-hmm. someone who can be a sounding board, even though it might be something that you did or didn't do that's at fault for the conflict, um, it's so important. Uh, if, if you aren't a safe and steady place for them to go to as their leader, um, then they're going to stop going to you as their leader and they're going to start going to their peers or the people below them to hear them out. And that just creates a really toxic environment where people are complaining down and essentially gossiping instead yeah. of complaining up and solving
1: problems. Exactly. And that leads us perfectly into um, the scripture, Matthew 18, 15 and 16. You know, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. That is huge. And then if he listens to you, you've gained your brother. But if he doesn't listen, take one or two others along. And that's where you might have to come into play with two team members if they're having conflict with each other. But even if one of your team members has a problem with another one, you continually encourage them. Okay, first, I want you to go to that team member. If it's Mm -hmm. just between you two, go to them alone. You're not supposed to be gossiping. Anything. See if you can get this solved, and if not, then both of you come before me and let's um, let's meet about it and see if we can help this out.
0: We have a we our our leaders at our church and our church staff have made it a cultural thing where um, you know you you learn to shut down gossip if it's outside of a work relationship you know where someone is just talking to you about something by by being the person who holds them accountable for talking to the person they're talking about so for example you know if someone is talking to me about my team member who um, never called her back and so she's upset because she can't get in the volunteer role because so-and-so never called her back I have the authority to say okay, well, you have a day to go talk to her about that. And then in, if a day you you haven't talked to her about that, then I will call her and you and we'll sit down together. Um, and it so, it sounds didn't, a little, so it
1: didn't drag on and on yes, or get avoided? And mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And it sounds a, a little extreme and a little harsh, but it's so important. And so even if I'm talking to my boss, I know it's a safe place to talk. And I, and I realize that I've had this conflict with one of my team members. He would very likely say, all right, well, I want you to talk to them. Let me know when you've talked to them. Or right. I want you to talk to them by the end of this week. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I've, you know, roped in someone else and
1: and they need to see the uh, resolution happen too. So Yeah, and that goes back to having it um... – Uh, resolved quickly because if it's not resolved quickly, then it turns into personal dislike. The team members are, you know, starting to feel bitter about each other. And then they're just the work environment changes totally. So, um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great principle to have, have that deadline on there. Um, I led artists, which are, Great. I think I've mentioned this in the past, but they are so talented, great people. I loved being with them and seeing their creativity, but they're also more sensitive, you know, and so it's they have a little more thin skin and working with each other, even the volunteers. So it, you, you have sure, to the be work really they're putting out there
0: is pretty is pretty personal it's
1: something of their own
0: creation so that is a yeah yeah different dilemma
1: so really as much up front with them as i could you know create these principles and these rules to follow and train them and scripture and how to handle stuff before it ever happens and it'll really help help a lot but yeah i was gonna say but that you know, hasn't always prevented things. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, have had some, you know, different conflicts happen on my team, as you have to, I'm sure. Um, so one principle that's so important that everybody out there might say, duh, you know, this. But all of us, I think, have done it at one time or another. Where we've just written an email, just maybe mentioning a problem or mentioning something that needs changed. And, and it's so offensive to the person because people tend to read other tones or anger or voices into text or email, and mm-hmm. um, it's just can be a mess. So don't ever do it via email or text. It doesn't work
0: don't do it you might be tempted to because you don't think it's a big deal right. it could turn into
1: a big deal yep don't do yep. it <laughs> yep good good practice <laughs> um now when you have these meetings I, you know you have to acknowledge that conflict resolution meetings. yes yes we have to acknowledge that not everybody grew up in families or in environments where they saw this practiced so it really helps. Oh yeah. It helps if you've seen good conflict resolution happen. But you need to definitely lead it calmly, courteous, respecting both people um that that are there and and insist that they do the same with each other. So don't let them run away emotionally, you know, if they're angry or hurt, <laughs> don't let them raise their voices to, you know, at each other. Um, Your priority is just to help develop an understanding of the other person's position um, so that it can be resolved and there can be peace on your team. So Hmm. how you say things is huge, too, you know, the tone and how you word. So be very wise. Sometimes I'll even think through before, you know, we don't want it to sound personal. It needs to... Be against the problem, not against the people.
0: Um, Right. Are you talking about these are ground rules you would lay in a a conflict resolution meeting
1: between other people or yourself? I I think both. But right now I'm kind of talking between other people. Um, If if you have two team members and they have this conflict, they've come together. They might have gone to the person and they didn't understand and it didn't get resolved. So now they're in front Mm -hmm. of you. Um, so make sure you're, so you're monitoring how they say things to make sure they're not
0: accusatory. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And you have to, you know, definitely do the same when you bring up bring it up. They feel this and you feel this. Let's Let's get to the bottom. Um, one thing that I have used that has worked phenomenal, and I actually learned it from a counselor in these situations. You let one person talk. And nobody interrupts unless it's for clarity. You know, like if they say something and I'm a little unclear, I'll just say, um, it's, you know, just a, a brief, brief question that asks them to clarify. And they clarify and they keep going. But otherwise, no interruption. Then you ask the other person, the other party, to repeat back what the other person says. But they have to use the words I understand that you feel this way because this happened to you and this happened to you and this happened to you. You can't use yeah. but you can't you know then go into your defense mode. You just mm-hmm. have to repeat it. And and if the if they haven't understood well, like maybe it didn't come off clear, the other person will clarify the the person who talked first. No, I I That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this. So get clarity and have them just repeat the thing. Not verbatim, but, you know, I understand this. Then you have the second person's talk and say all of this, whatever their side is. And you have the listener then say, I understand that you were feeling angry or disappointed or whatever because... Blah 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 blah, and you cannot believe the phenomenal results just the words I understand can create on your teams. It's it's under it's unbelievable because people just want to be understood most of the time, mm-hmm. and it is so powerful and it sounds so simple. <laughs> it's not that hard, but I've gotten. Great results from my team members. Oh,
0: it's plenty hard. It's just not that complicated. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Good point. Good point.
0: So, uh, what? I, what if? What if it's a situation where something does need to be followed up with or changed, mm-hmm. or someone needs to go back and do something differently? Okay.
1: Like maybe somebody didn't get them what they needed in time, so that caused their their initial action and this and. Uh, y- You talk over the options, um, looking for solutions that benefit everybody, maybe, and maybe get their input because that's when they feel more apart, have more say, Um, you can, you can all play into the pros and cons of it. But you can come up with a pretty good resolution for the most part, I bet 90% of the time. And a win-win is the ultimate goal, you know, that you agree on option that benefits both sides. And sometimes maybe it's a third party of my team, we have to move up their deadline because it snowballed. It was like a domino effect, and it caused this team member to do this mm-hmm. later and that mm-hmm. team member, and you know. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's moving up even a third member's deadline, whatever, and that's when I take responsibility and make sure I follow up with the action that needs mm-hmm. needs to happen. I, does that make sense? I mean, is that coming across? Yeah. So, yeah. so most of the time, understanding takes care of it, but then follow up with win-win and what why I say win-win is because there are people who have more dominant personalities and Mm -hmm. others who are more submissive and they'll the submissive person says okay we'll do it that you know where it's they just give in and that's not going to be healthy for your team so that's why Mm -hmm. I say make sure it's a win-win for your team so that's really important um, one last thing when you're doing this, I did not realize I needed to do this until I actually got in a bigger church, but I know it can happen in smaller churches as well. As a leader, it's really good to take notes and document mm. things and make sure mm. it's dated and maybe the time of the meeting. Mm-hmm. So sad, but true, um, that you might have to refer to it later. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. legally. The fact that you have documentation or just, you know, if things aren't followed through well, you can go back to that meeting and said, hey, you said you would do this or you agreed to this. So good Mm -hmm. to have that as a leader, the documentation. So
0: Yeah, Um, I think it's important to. Um, push yourself make this a part of your culture of your organization by challenging always if someone ropes you into something that doesn't have to do with you um, challenging that you you know tell this person by really creating the culture where if you need to talk something through you talk up you talk to the person you report to not down (laughs) Mm um and And, uh, you know, make it, make it such an important value that you go to the person quickly on your part, practice forgiveness and, um, Mm. and, and be, be the the church because this is where actually I feel like the church is, um, being the church is in the conflict resolution. Uh, other times it's, it's easier, but Christ's love shows through during the tough stuff. And when -hmm. people are hard to love, they know it they know it. And if you move towards them instead of away from them, I think that's what,
1: that's what being the church is.
0: And so no matter true. how exhausting
1: it can be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you have to remember the church is referred to as a family mm-hmm. and you would never allow things to go on in your home or continue in your family because you want love and you, well, hopefully you wouldn't, you might, but you know, you, you want a good environment you want people to feel like they belong that they are valued in your family and that is exactly what should happen with our church family as well so Mm -hmm. so anyway this will if the results will be great if you really handle this well you're going to have a stronger team they are going to be more united in serving god together your program's Mm -hmm. then going to be better whichever department you serve in and we're going to be a stronger church family because that's going to trickle out to other people, those practices.
0: And I think that um, in, within the church, I think we think sometimes that it's we should soften the truth um, or be less honest in order to not hurt people's feelings. And I think the, we know that hurting people's feelings is not the point, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just as important to be honest with your church family and organization as, as it is anywhere else. Um, so make sure you're giving your last 10% or last 1%. A lot of times in really good conflict meetings I've experienced, um, that even that language is helpful. Okay, what's your last 1%? What do you need to say before you leave this meeting and actually feel resolved and, mm. and be honest? And what is that? Yeah. And, um, and, and say that it in really- humility
1: and love yeah and that really
0: is what allows us to be a a family is allowing each other in in that way and not protecting each other from the truth that's only going to build up um, more frustration later if you don't address everything so yeah
1: that's good that's so true well I think it was a good discussion and hopefully we've encouraged some people out there that as they lead their teams um,
0: yes move move in towards the tension you can do it yeah it's not fun but you can do it
1: <laughs> not
0: fun you're right <laughs> um well you all thanks so much for tuning into momentum for more information and encouragement check out uh momentum.net or deniseharlow.com or follow Denise Harlow on instagram or facebook and we will talk to you all soon